Oh, hi there. You're welcome to another wonderful episode, A Time to Create or Die Trying. My name is Sagai, and my have I got just for you guys. It's been a very interesting seven days since the last time we spoke. I mean, like, um, I've had the opportunity to know two amazing creative troops out of Nigeria doing awesome stuff, and they are all doing anniversaries like this week, right? Uh, if you've ever, ever had a crown troop of Africa, yeah, like one of the top drama groups in all of Nigeria. Out of Lagos, top guys. Day Club 21 this week. I mean, like for the next two months, we'll be celebrating them. I have, I was uh, at the studio two days ago, and man, I saw creativity at its balance. I know these guys were creative, but what I saw that day totally blew my mind. Like, seriously. This, um, first guy's song, um, uh, Kaba, 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 that song, this song, they sang it opera-ish, like a choir, like seriously. I, I'll send the video up as soon as I can, I'm able to do that, okay? That was on, and then Footprints of David, um, IC Studios was part of a production they presented in the last two weeks uh, for the Lagos at 50 uh, anniversary celebrations, uh, a play titled Obi Anorobo. That was awesome as well. If you missed it, well, hold on. You're probably going to be able to see it soon, some other time. But that was so amazing, not just because we were part of it, but because it was really awesome, okay? So um, it went rather well. I've, I've had great fun. It was fun working on the project. It was nice mixing with all the creative people that worked on it. And it just got me thinking about something. You know, we're talking about creativity, and we will talk about creativity all through this series, right? That's what we're going to talk about. And then you come across the many forms of creative expression, and like how it expresses itself and the, the way it shows up, the way um, the troop of Crown Troop does this, and the way Footprint of the Day does it, just awesome, right? So I think creativity expressed in drama, in dance, in, in illustration and animation, in a mix of sound, music, drumming, everything. Like, that was really, really interesting. And then seeing it also gave me further thought on exactly how the creative process of linking uh, finding a link between uh, things that didn't link before, how it really supposed to work. Because there and then, a play was presented that had animation imbibed, imbued into a stage presentation. Like, seriously, who, who would have thought about something like that? So it, it was really interesting seeing that happen, and then you look at all the potential things. What happens if a stage play can become a comic book, for instance, or carry further and turn it into a children's story book? Whatever, it's like there are various ways in which you could carry those. So that was really interesting, okay? Then um, uh, this week I remember, I remember I said this week we're going to be talking about illustration. And that, that's the comment. I just need to get this off my chest because really I was so pumped up this last one week. Um, we found out something that in the course of doing something, I've always done this and I, I reiterate it every time I get the opportunity to. Um, in creativity, there's so much potential for, for combos across industries. In fact, that's actually the essence of creativity. Finding ways to link industries that didn't even think they could work together. Over the years, like, how does um, medicine enter art? You know there's medical art, right? Like, there, right there. One of the top... Um, Artist of our time, yeah, well, not of our time actually, he's quite ancient. Leonardo da Vinci used to study the human anatomy and drew it out. He, he studied it to an extent that doctors didn't even know as much as he did about the human body. He studied it like, literally broke everything down in the human figure to, to draw it and all that. So there are ways to combine. I was doing it and I've been doing something like that for years. Until um, so I came across a book a few years back uh, titled. Um, blue Ocean Strategy, and then I finally understood what I was doing. So the idea is, Blue Ocean Strategies says one thing, which is no competition is required. To make success, to, to make progress in what you are doing, there is no need to compete in an already existing market. You can actually be a leader in the market you create. So yes, there are lots of comic books out there, then you go ahead and create a comic book that just totally combines something unheard of within the comic industry. And then you have a title that creates its own genre and becomes something different. 
Okay? And that is how you make that. So it opened up that. I thought about it in blue oceans, in comic books, in animation, in design, in just about everything you can find the combinations. You know, you can actually combine stuff. Alright? So that is one of the things, one of the features or uh, one of the features of creativity we're gonna keep talking about, how we can mix and match things in several industries across whatever you are, whatever you're doing right now, even if you don't draw, if you're a designer, whether it's for fashion or print or, or crafts or buildings, even an architect and all, everything, you can find ways to work across the industries to create blue oceans for whatever it is that we're doing. Okay, so let's talk about illustration. Now, um, for those who know me, you'll probably get this a lot that I say. Um, that I would rather not be a comic artist, I would rather be an illustrator. Maybe by the time I'm through with uh, what I'm about to, to share with you guys, you'll be able to tell me if I'm on the money or not, okay? So, illustration, what is it? In the first episode of this series, I think we had to talk briefly about what illustration really is. I, I, I like to go with the definition I've been working with for a while, I'm yet to get a better one. So it's like, um, Illustration, for me, means a translation from the non-visual to the visual. From something you can see to something you can see. Now with that basic translation, for me, I'm able to expand the world of what illustration really means and then include a lot of things, a lot of expressions of art under illustration. No, that doesn't mean everybody loses their identity, but we can all find that illustration is like the core practically every form of art that we do. Illustration is called to it. So with that, I know that illustration covers things like architecture, like industrial design, general design, drawing, painting, sculpture, ceramics, even textile. The idea is I can tell you what I have in mind, what I want you to do. I can describe it to you in words. But ultimately, if I cannot show you, you might not exactly get what I'm trying to talk about. So illustration seeks to break that barrier of trying to explain what you want, the idea you have in your head, the, the information you have, and go further into visualizing that information into something everybody else can see, thereby removing any kind of doubt as to exactly what you're trying to say. So people get you straight on the point. Okay? So with that, I know a lot of people, once illustration comes up, uh, pencil and paper and ink becomes the primary thought for everybody. Yes, that's like the basics for all forms of illustration. Ask anybody in the area of design or that creates stuff. We often have to write it down. So one way or the other, no matter what we're thinking, writing it down makes it more grounded. Now writing is a form of visuals. You know that already calligraphy can also communicate things beyond just the words that they are that they are that they actually say. Okay? So writing things down, putting things down on paper, pencil and paper is the foundation, it's like the core of the illustration as it is. So we'll be talking about that. But if you have questions regarding the other forms of illustration that you want to ask, go ahead, throw it on. We'll, we'll discuss it here. So going to pencil and paper. Exactly how um, 101, illustration. You hear pencil and paper, life drawing, general drawing, uh, imaginative drawing, abstract art, all whatnot. You get all of that. But there are some things that's, that are core to illustration that are completely required. And you might not know this, but when you illustrate, it actually builds you as a person. Okay? Let, let, me, let me get into that, what, what it does. Okay? Now, Illustration for most people begins with the human anatomy, drawing the human figure. Okay? Now, this goes to the core of what we're told to do in live drawing class. Anybody who has ever been in art class, you hear the phrase, make a study of that model, make a study of something. They didn't say draw it. The phrase is make a study. That means you're not just drawing that thing, you're actually analyzing how it works as you draw it. You're breaking it down. You're breaking the components down into a way that's, that makes sense to you, and then you're illustrating that on paper. So you're actually studying as you are illustrating. Now with that comes something else. So what ultimately helps? So that simply means 
Illustration helps build memory. Okay? It builds memory. How does it work? Even if you are going to draw yourself, you have to look in the mirror, right? Now, between the mirror and the paper, there's a gap. So you have to look away from the mirror to the paper to actually draw yourself. Which simply means you must remember the last thing you saw in the mirror before you get to the paper. When you get to the paper, you should remember the last thing you saw. And if you don't remember, you go back again, look at it, keep the memory, keep the image, and go back. So you are actively working your memory when you illustrate. And same goes for when you try to draw something offhand, like on top of your head, right? The assumption is that you are drawing it off the top of your head, but actually you are drawing from memory. I, I like to imagine that the memory works like a very crazily large library, right? So immediately you see some new information. Other books in the library opens up that, that have links to that new information. Like everything that opens, that links to it at all just opens up in the library. And they are comparing it to each other, they are checking out things, uh, like eliminating things that don't match, uh, keeping things that match. So you are mentally creating several other images beyond the one they have just recorded. The one you recorded is there somewhere in the library. It's available for access, whether you want to access directly or not, but it's always available. Alright? Now you have it there, then you're able to change that information, mix and match it with other information in your library. Now here comes the tricky part. So you want to draw something that you saw. And believe me, everything you draw is something you have seen before. Whether it's in your dreams, whether on the streets, whether you read about it, whether you read in the book, or, or you found out something about it in a different way. Whatever it is, it's something you have experienced before. So you don't draw from nothing. You are drawing from stored information. Okay? So that builds your memory. Then comes um, a part. Um, going deeper into what illustration is, as a part to um, comic book artistry. Okay? I'm going to target comic book guys because, like I said, I love comic books. It's what I do. I've been doing it for years. It's, it's awesome. Right? It's a very, very awesome uh, tool for expression and for communication. So you can actually do a lot with comic books. Right? So I say this. Now, an illustrator seeks to do something, and a comic book artist seeks to do partly the same thing, but differently. Now, a comic book artist seeks to tell a story using visuals, drawings, illustrations. While an illustrator, more often than not, seeks to tell you a full story in one image. So he has got to capture a moment in time of a particular story that tells the entire story. So you look at one drawing and you get a full story. Whereas a comic book artist has several panels to work with, that several illustrations, sequential or not, telling the story. Alright? So they are both doing one of the core things of illustration. Story telling. That is what illustration is all about. That is what communication is all about. Storytelling. You're trying to tell a story. How you go about telling that story is up to you. Alright? Excuse me. Now, I like to say that it is easier for an illustrator to draw comics than it is for a comic book artist to illustrate. Because an illustrator, alright, can pack a lot more story into one drawing where a comic book artist will have issues and we'll have to break it down into two or three panels to tell that same story. So, I usually ask people to be more of illustrators than comic book artists because once you're an illustrator, you're already a comic book artist. It's under the package, right? It comes to the package being an illustrator. But if you are a comic artist, there's a limitation there, all right? Kind of reminds me of uh, my old school days. I've been drawing comics for years and then, um, I'll tell you the story. I went into light drawing class thinking, yeah, I've been drawing superheroes for years. I can do this. Ah, you don't have to draw a human figure. I can do it. Okay? So I go into class, but right before class, the HMB2 guys were looking at me like, uh, man, this is the guy that draws comic have you? Ah, he's going to suffer in light drawing class here. Oh, suffer. I've been drawing anatomy since I was in primary six. I can do this. Okay? Um, I was in live drawing class. For some reason, our lecturer brought, I think he was trying to test us, brought a model that had certain deformities that if you didn't observe well, you would not notice. Alright? So I had my drawing. She picked the paper, I drew the first image, and my lecturer strolled by a few minutes later, looked at it, and gave me a very big BA. 
I thought it was some kind of like reward for doing a good drawing until I was told it meant begin again. So I had to start the drawing all over again. Now to say that I drew that drawing, I made that drawing like about five times before I got to understand exactly what was wrong. I kept trying to draw from memory instead of drawing what I was seeing. So live drawing, for those who do it, realize that is one excellent way to train your memory for drawing and for other things. It trains you. You make a study, you remember what you have seen, then you translate that on paper. Okay? So now, with that, let's go back to illustration and how the other things that it, 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 it puts together for you. Okay? Um, yes. When illustrating, um, it's very much like trying to put together a scene in a movie. Right? And this is why. So you have a description of an incident and you're trying to get a drawing to represent that incident in such a way that everything is clear. One of the first things you have to think about is the environment. You have to situate that incident. Where is it happening? Is it a room? Is it a warehouse? Is it a compound? Is it in the forest? Is it, is it on the road? Is that a junction? Is it a T-junction? Is it an X-junction? Is that a traffic light? Is it inside the beer parlor? Situate that. You have to situate it. And once you do, the next question is, Angle. Yep, we all know. One of the things that makes a comic book interesting, and I heard this a while back from, uh, I think it was Jim Lee or somebody, like, if you can draw a comic book story of two guys walking on the road having a conversation for like 12 pages, they're just walking on the road having a conversation, then you've got it nailed. And he said, how can you make that happen? Angles. Camera angles. Positioning your cameras in the proper places when you're drawing. And I say camera because now you have got to imagine your eyes in that situation, that environment you're drawing, and position where you're looking at the incident from. And then there are various angles. Of course, you see them in the movies, bird's eye views, warm's eye view, parallel view, close-up, medium shot. All those comes into play. So you get the right angle. The angle that shows all the elements of the story you're trying to tell without leaving anything out in such a way that once anybody sees that illustration, no questions need be asked. They get the story you're trying to tell. And that, that is the essence of it all. The, the way to draw something illustration-wise, or present something in illustration that does not require you to explain what you have just represented. And it is absolutely clear to everybody. Then that comes to something else with illustration. Since you definitely have to tell the story exactly without having to explain anything, how do you ensure that somebody who has not heard that story before or been to the area before knows what you're talking about, which I've expressed in your illustration? So we go into that and then it, it, it comes up like this. You use recognizable elements, right? You have to present your illustration with elements that everybody knows that everybody that you're presenting it to has an idea of what it is. Um, for an example, it's like illustrating a children's book and you're told to draw a ball. I mean, something basic like that, a ball, right? So what kind of ball should you draw that everybody gets? You know the ball they used to play in the 30s, 40s? There's that one. Then there is the hexagonal, pentagon-shaped black and white football. The one that everybody knows. That is the one everybody knows. So you can draw a circle and then shade it out to be like a ball and call it a ball and it's be okay. But a football would be that black and white hexagon and pentagon ball. I'll try. So with that, you don't need to explain that the boys are kicking around a football. Boys are on the road, boys are on the streets in the field, and there's this black and white hexagonal pentagon, black and white round object around. They are playing soccer, straight mm -hmm. out. It does not even require any explanation. So you need to use elements that people easily recognize when you're illustrating. And that translates directly to what you do in comic books. All right? We're able to relate to things. For instance, um, artists have devised ways to shape cloth in such a way that you can know that this one is leather, this one is metallic, this one is shiny, this one is not shiny, this one is rough, this one is torn. Because if they don't show us those things that we can easily recognize, they might think the guy is wearing leather. We see that he's wearing one thick 
khaki cloth and, and that, that goes. But the shading changes it. Now, that's another aspect of illustration. We'll probably, I mean, talking about shading won't exactly show you what it is. We'll probably have to talk about shading in detail later on. But that, that's a whole different thing. Now, um, illustration has many uses. And in the course of this talk, I'm sure I've mentioned some. Now, by the way, don't forget, you can ask your questions or contribute, chip in. I'm checking out things, I'm checking out the questions, and we would answer if it's required. Whatever is needed, whatever contribution you have, please share it. Let everybody else see that as well, so that we, we can all benefit from this. Remember, it's create or die trying. Nobody has a monopoly on it. You are all made to create or die trying. Whether we like it or not, we will end. So we might as well just be creating, right? So we don't have to die trying. Okay, so um, I'm just trying to check if we have any questions going on here. Okay, we have some comments coming up. Okay, oh, okay. Um, that's list of questions and Anshola, uh, uh, hi, the Green Queen, and then Ikwemi. Thanks, Ikwemi. Thanks for joining us. Tommy Atolagwe, thanks for joining. All right. And Odukale, um, Kabira, thank you. Thank you for joining us. Thank you. Remember, if you have any questions about what we're talking about, any question about creativity or innovation or starting something new, please put it off. Let's talk because we will be talking about how to move into um, practical creativity. How do you apply? This, all this creative energy and ideas and information, how do you apply to everyday living? I mean, it, it's not as if creativity is exclusive to certain people. Everybody has access to it, so it can be used in any way, okay? So you, you can always find a way to apply those creative things. And which brings me to illustration as a career. You know, I had a question from one of the boys at Footprint of David. The guy draws, he had like about five of them to draw. So I was with them on Saturday and we were sketching and drawing and showing each other stuff. And then one of them asked, so is this all you do? Or do you have another job somewhere else? And I told him, look, I do a lot of things, but illustration still forms a strong part of my income source. It's like there's an overwhelming amount of illustration um, um, jobs out there that are required, that people are required to actually do. I mean, let, let's, let's break down some. Let's just look at some briefly. Illustrators are required in medicine. They are required in industrial design, in, in software design, in app design. They are required in, in architecture. They are required in interior decoration and interior design. They are required in textile. They are required in comic books, of course, in animation, in movies, or storyboard artists. They're required in props development. They're required even for 3D developers, people who develop 3D. They require concept artists. So like illustrators, there's so much you can do with illustration. The, the applications for career purposes, it's wide. Like there's even some level of illustration I would love to be doing right now. I used to do them a while back, but I don't think I have time for it now. Uh, illustrations for t-shirts design only. Illustration for textile design only. I mean, think about it. I asked this question before, nobody has been able to disprove it. I said, can you think about anything around you that literally didn't come into being from a point of design that wasn't designed that nobody took the time to actually make a sketch, even if, if it's rough, straight to a building, whatever. Something that could be put on paper for, for reference. Then the idea became visual from that point, and the visual was enhanced into the physical things we'll see ultimately. Okay. Oh, Lekon Salam. How do you turn your comic book to cash? Okay, let's let's this is gonna be a secret between you and I. So there's this baba in Ibadan that can actually take your comic book idea. After some incantation, okay, let me let's 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 rest about just joking. Okay, okay. Uh Lekon Salam. Um I usually don't address that question directly. I'll get to it, but my first statement is always what's your content? The question is, why should anybody even pay cash for your comic book? There are several comic book ideas out there, billions probably. So why should anybody pay to read yours? 
So the first thing you need to do is make sure your content is what people want to read. Now, I know a lot of comic book artists who have great ideas, but most ideas, most of these ideas are, are created internally. They are based on what we want. So we go ahead and set up an idea of what we want and create the character and create the character title and we want everybody else to buy what we want. That doesn't work. Look around. Even go up, read up on the history of Marvel, uh, Marvel Comics and DC Comics when they first started. They gave the people what they wanted to read about. That was the core. Giving the people what they want to read is important. So we look at our environment in Nigeria, and the question is, what do people want to read here? What will people pay for? And it's an easy way to find out what people will pay for in Nigeria, particularly. Just tune into our TV stations from morning to night and check out the programs that they have. And the ones that people rush home to see. Okay? People obviously will look at something football in nature, but maybe not directly. Think about football, think about fashion, think about entertainment, think about, um, think about yes, traditional, jazz, juju. Think about true life stories. People like to read stories about other people, right? People they can relate with. Several programs, several shows in Nigeria are still going strong 10 years after because people always like to read about people. What did Mr. A do to Mr. B before they became these people that started fighting and went on social media and started scattering their lives? They, everybody wants to read about that. Okay? So you might be thinking about, yeah, how do you whip up a superhero story into that? If you want. Now remember this. This is one thing about comic books I found out. We all want to tell superhero stories. But believe me, the superhero doesn't have to wear a cape or spandex or even be able to fly for that person to be a superhero. So we can go completely local and bring things out. All right? What is important is make sure your content is the kind of content that people want to pay for. From that point on, the next thing will be choosing your platforms. Once you have the quality of the comic book you have, choose your platform correctly. All right? One, you can go print. Print has its purposes, it has its positions, it has its weight. In the course of our uh, of the series, we will talk about how to actually maximize print production for comic books and actually make your money off it. Last time we talked about uh, models for comic books, um, freemium, is that for comic books for everything these days? People talk about the free model, talk about the freemium model, and then the premium model. So the premium combine what's free with what's premium. Like you get you get the comic book for free after a while. To get more, you pay. Alright? You get some part of it free, then to get more of it, you pay for that. And the payment is really like something small that people don't need to worry about. Okay? Now, so you can choose either of those models, and there are several platforms that actually offer a way to get those your comic book out like that. But remember, the content is key. Story being the father of all contents, then the art, and then the way it's written. Please, it's important. Alright? Um, so I have another question. What is the future of animation in Nigeria? Wow. Um, I know somebody would probably love to answer this question. We share the same feelings about about the animation industry in Nigeria. We've shared that uh, feeling for years now. Okay. Animation in Nigeria, it's growing in leaps and bounds now. There's a lot more people doing animation and a lot more companies like corporate organizations uh, are looking out to get animation projects off the ground. People are looking a lot more at animation. Okay? Now, with that, some level of attention is coming into the thing that will generate animation uh, content. One of the core problems with animation, which is being solved right now gradually, is we do not have credible brands that can be successfully turned into animation projects full-time, all right? We don't have a Superman that, that already has a fan base that we can sell to, but that is big enough to actually pay to watch Superman movies or animation. So which character in Nigeria do we have that, that one can make an animation of, or which story? Uh, well, now that I say that, there are some stories that are actually worth uh, turned into animations, um, but perhaps they have not built the kind of brand loyalty or the kind of following that will compel enough people to put money into it to make it happen. Animation costs money, we're not going to doubt that. A lot of people that make animation in Nigeria are doing it on a shoestring budget 
they are trying very hard to compress cost to, to find uh, systems and methods, process of animation that actually cost down their costs. Okay? But even with that, animation takes time and money. So that, that's something we're all looking at. Okay? But I can tell you the future is bright. It's growing, maybe it's slow now, but I estimate we're going to have a sharp uprising. Yes, I'm talking to you, maybe. A sharp uprising in the next two years. Mark those words. In two years, we're going to be talking about some major animation strides in Nigeria, potentially a future film. Let's look out for it. I think a future film that will all actually rush to the cinema to watch. Look out for that. I believe that's going to happen. Okay? Uh huh. Now. Okay, uh, thanks. Baba Tunde, I show what you call ya. Thanks for joining, bro. Um, that's one of our comic heads and writers in the house. I always like to talk to writers because um, one of the things about the cross industry thing I talked about is comic artists tend to write and create for comic artists. And I talked this um, with Chef uh, Madifila uh, of Crown Troop as well. It seems even drama people create drama for drama people. Like, the, the click is always the click. We need to expand, we need to blur the lines between all this industry. What's stopping comic books from getting into on stage? When can we have a, a strike guard stage play, a June 12 stage play? Can we have a dark age stage play? That's actually in the works. You understand what I mean? I'm sure there are aspects of our stories, of the superhero stories, that we can take out and turn them into stage plays so that we can expand the market. If you have more people who don't read comic books but who like drama, that are able to watch your comic story on stage, we have something going. So we need to start crossing those industries. There are several um, books written by Nigerians, awesome books, I mentioned some last week, that are begging to be turned into comic books. All right? Chuma Wukulu had some awesome books. Elsa uh, Maswen, several people. They, they write awesome stories that are just begging. Shio I think he just writes purely for comics. He just pretends to be a literary writer. Because seriously, what they write is either great for stage, good for a movie, or awesome for a comic book. And, I, and well, there are always good reads, but those are the kind of things that are available all there. Okay? Uh, I have a question here from Baba Tunde Ajib Bulu. I hope I got that right. Is the superhero game really a possibility in Nigeria? Generally, is really possible in Nigeria. Or how possible is it to switch from the spandex mentality? All right, um, I'm not sure um, we need to actually avoid the spandex mentality. What we need to do is to explain the spandex mentality. If spandex works for your hero, go ahead and use it. But if your hero does not need to be in spandex, you do not need to put that hero in spandex. Okay? I, for one, am not exactly a fan of spandex. I mean, it was good when it was first created. It, it looks great. We have seen the effects of spandex in real life when they first did this, the, 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 the first set of Superman and Batman movies. Excuse me. We realize that spandex doesn't always look good outside of comic books because reality doesn't work well, work well with spandex most times. So I think it's already happening. There are a lot more heroes out there now who are not wearing spandex. And if they are wearing spandex, that spandex is um, uh, like lightly covered by other things. So there's a lot less spandex sh being shown right now because almost immediately for most Nigerians, a character wearing spandex says it's not Nigerian. But seriously, I don't know how much spandex costs in Nigeria. I mean, seriously, like, is it possible? Because you find people who want to go to tear your spandex, you've got to have, you're not Batman, you know, you don't have a closet full of spandex uniform so go and change to every night. So you have to manage where I better wear something thick that knife cannot work with, you know? But whatever. What is really important is does it work for your character? That's all. You don't need to eliminate the spandex mentality. We will probably still be creating spandex characters for the next five years. But I see we gradually facing them out. And uh, when we finally create our own um, visual for what an Nigerian superhero will look like. Okay, so that, that will happen. Then, um, Chuma. I got Chuma. Thanks for joining in. Okay. DC and Marvel are making so much from their superheroes, e.g. Avengers and Justice League. Can't we have an African League of superheroes by us for us which we can grow to compete? You want me to bring back the Justice League of Nigeria? 
I no, I have them. There was Captain Nigeria, Captain Lagos, Parrots, and Violet Star. I mean, they were really cool. Okay. Um, never mind. I'm never going to bring them back because too obviously like just League of America and all that. But um, it's it's an excellent question, really, when you look at it. Uh, they're making a killing from this. But I've got to realize one thing. These characters took years, decades. I mean, Superman is what? How many years old now? In the 30s? 75 years old? Right now, that's a lot of years to have a character in the minds of people. Obviously, it's more than override to make billions in the, in the box office. <laughs> it's more than override to do that. But um, I think for us, we are actually beginning to do that. But one of the first things we need to do, my, my, my opinion is, we need to create authentic heroes for the Nigerian. Heroes that the Nigerian can relate with. Authentic heroes that the Nigerian can relate with. That, that's the first thing. We don't even need to create a league. Batman doesn't need to belong to a league for, for him to have a movie. So we need to create characters that can actually stand by themselves so that when you put them together, they stand better together. Okay? So I think right now we're beginning to create a fan base for some of the characters that we have around, June 12, Guardian Prime, uh, Heru, Strike Guard, you know, uh, Sankofa Man, some other characters are beginning to come out and building brands around themselves. So I think gradually, as these brands grow, as they grow, and that's going to depend a lot on the handlers, please realize that you will not be able to force it on people. You have got to let people grow together with us on this on this, on this ride, okay? That's the only way we can actually create superhero characters that we can turn into movies. Now, here's one thing, though. I've learned that even though Marvel and DC have come a whole 75 years, even 80 years and all that, whatever amount of years they've come from, um, we don't have to start where they started. We can actually cross the, the superhero, can actually cross the movie side before even getting into the comic side. Now, a lot more people are hooked on to television and watching uh, videos than they are to reading comic books. So perhaps we can actually start from the, the movie end and then walk it back into comic books. I thought about this because I realized that it's possible to create a character that appears only on t-shirts and then make a movie about that character later on without ever making a comic book about that character. So it is possible to actually walk it backwards. Let's do a movie. Can we do a movie of a guy who has superpowers? whose name we only hear for the first time as a short skit on the TV station or on YouTube and then build that following from there. Perhaps we could start a superhero series that doesn't start from comic books and then take it back from video to comic books. So we might be able to actually go the other round, go the other way. Okay? So that's possible. For a very young uh, for this Babatunda again, for a very young upcoming comic book artist who is planning on launching his own line. What advice could you give them? Wow, launching your own line. Like one like self-publish, create your own publishing company. Alright? Um, now, I am not one to stop people's dreams to say you can't have your own business. But I am one to say learn the ropes first. Okay? It is important that whatever it is that you want to do, make sure you know it. Now you can actually start from scratch and make all the mistakes that all the publishing houses in Nigeria are making before you get to your footing. Or you can join the, the, the publishing houses that have already learned some things from their mistakes and they can help your title get out there. So you might want to consider one or two. Feel free if you want to start on your own, I'll give you what you can do. But I'll suggest you check out any of the publishing houses around and see how you can get them to I don't know, like showcase your, your title, okay? See how that is. And if you want to start on your own, the same thing applies. First, my brother, check out your content. What's the story? What are you saying? If your story is not what you want to read, set up a company with a billionaire and you still won't make the sale for the comic book. Important content. You need to get the content right. Alright? The content is key. That and then quality artwork. Storytelling has got to be on point. And storytelling, you have various ways. Are you telling comedy? Are you doing a drama? Are you doing action? Are you doing a thriller? Are you doing all out super? Are you doing for kids? Are you making it all funny? And find out and then focus on exactly the type of comic books you want to make and make only those. Now to start out, chances are because you are new, people may not be so eager to pay for your comic book. Alright? So ultimately, I'll suggest go free for a, for a bit. 
I mean, seriously, uh, coming to public, uh, publishers of Guardian Prime, <laughs> I think they still have their comic book free, so now, okay? So, it's a good way to actually get your comic book out there. Publish it for free. If you don't, uh, can't afford to print, fine. Go online, go digital. There are several websites you can put your comic books on to have it available for download to people who want to read it for free. That's where you can build the following. Okay, that's the free model. Alright? You can build the following. Perhaps over time, some of those free uh, editions that you have done, you can compile them into a book that you can have your fan pay for or put it as a Kickstarter. Right? Crowdfund it. Let people who want to actually read this comic book pay for it ahead of production. Because you don't have to spend your money. Your fans that you have built over time can actually be the one to pay for the comic book themselves. So you don't have to spend your money. And that's where you get your brand out there. People get the kind of comic book they want to read and you get your company moving on. So, win-win for everybody. Okay? Alright. Now, I've said something about illustration and comic books before in terms of how they cross in terms of career and things. Um, People don't think um, the illustrator, I mean the digital painter is an illustrator. But I've had that discussion several times with uh, crew at ICS. But I always try to say, look, if you are part of the comic drawing process, remember to know the beginning and the end. Understand the writer. Know what the writer is talking about. Understand the penciler. Know what the penciler is talking about. Understand the inker. If you're a colorist, Understand all those that come before your, 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 your step in the process and then understand the person that's going to come after your own end of the process. Like graphics come in and, and uh, lettering comes in as well and pre-press comes in and printing comes after that. So an understanding of the printing process works well for the digital printer. So no matter which area of illustration you are working in, it is important to have an idea of the process that comes before your end and the process that comes after. Take um, somebody who does industrial design. That's uh, designing products and tools that people use on a daily basis. If you are going to design a car, you need to have in mind previous cars that are made before you, the kind of materials that are actually available to make that car, and then the engineers that work on that car after you. What are the challenges they will have to face? You think about what they have, you think about what the guy before you have, and then you put that in your design. So you can go futuristic. But there's no point in designing a car nobody can make. There's no point in designing a car that nobody can drive. It is like, like I said, making a waterproof tea bag. Right? It's a great idea, it sounds creative, but what use a waterproof tea bag? Huh? So, you go that way. Okay, a question here from Israel Lee. How do you start your own comic studio? Like how do you find writers and artists and all? Okay, um, there's actually a magic spell. All right, all right, I'm lying. You can actually use Professor X's cerebral. You can use cerebral to find them. They're like mutants all over the place. Okay, okay, okay. There are ways to get right to that. Now, um, remember that one said something about artists and comic book artists and to create for comic book guys? Well, that particular thing can be an advantage for us sometimes because it means that we form cliques. Comic book uh, writers, artists, and everybody all work within the same area. If you go on Facebook, there are several comic book groups on Facebook where you have writers, where you have artists come together to put in there. Now, one other thing is, don't look for a comic book writer. Look for a writer. So, you might want to search for a writers, a writers group on Facebook or online. People, I mean, even attend the meeting for association of Nigerian authors. You will meet authors who write regular literary books that are actually comic heads and they can write for comics. They just need to tap into the right kind of artists or creative mind to get them to make it happen. So go around, go out of your comfort zone, find people who do what you do and, and find the writers and the artists that will make that happen. Finding them is one thing. Selling them your vision, that's another thing. So you better have your vision tight, all right? That vision of the kind of studio you want to set up, the kind of comic books you want to be publishing, the kind of marketing you want to do, the way you want to get things out. Because ultimately, writers, artists, colorists, all of these people, illustrators, they are looking for how to transfer, turn their own skills, their own creativity into money, just like you. 
So you need to look to sell them that vision that, look, what we're going to do will actually get you what you're looking for. Because ultimately, like somebody said, we are all selfish, intimately. Whatever we do, whether it's for free or otherwise, we're doing it purely so that it can benefit us. So you want to look at that as uh, a possibility. I don't know if we have um, um, questions on ICT news, uh, the other end of things. So um, we can get back in here. So starting the studio, like I said, it's not, it's not a big deal. The question is, what's your vision? What's your content? What exactly are you trying to do with the, with the studio, with what you're trying to do? I mean, like, what is it? What is it about? Can you summarize your studio's vision in one statement? Okay? The comic book you will do, the kind of comic books you will do, what exactly uh, will be the content and all that. So you need to define those earlier on. That would always make sure that what you create is sellable and buyable to people. Okay, now we get this a lot, and I always tell people, please, 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 I do not um, think we need more comic studios like that. All right, I think we actually need a lot more collaborations. We need a lot more people uh, uh, doing exactly what they are supposed to do, not something else. That's what I mean. So you have you as an artist, Israel Lee. I'm not sure if you're an artist or, or not, but if you're an artist and you start your own studio, do you know what that means now? So you'll have to be the chief executive and potential accountant and marketing head of that studio and the editor-in-chief of that studio for the time being. So you're going to be taking on like four roles, which is effectively going to divert your attention from the vision of the comic books you're trying to make. Okay, because you can't do all of those at once. It's hard. So collaborations mean you can actually bring somebody in to be the CEO, while you can be the editor-in-chief, you can be the chief visionaire of the entire comic book uh, series, or you can be a writer, or the artist for it, but other people think about the marketing and sales. So you need to put together a team, or join a team, okay? Because you can't do it all by yourself. So setting up a studio, as easy as it is, building that team, and setting that vision is core, all right? Other questions, uh, but today? Thanks a lot for the advice. Uh, we have a solid content and our artists conveying our story in a very nice way. And also we're launching it through, like I said. My only question is right now is after, after you have launched uh, it and you are dropping your issues mostly, how do you get known by people or rather how do you gain more readers? Um, there's always been this question as, as to are there enough people that want to read comics in Nigeria? I say, there are more than enough people to make a comic book a success in Lagos, or Abuja, or Potakot only. And we have come a long way since the days of poster advertising, and billboards, and newspaper advertising. You can now actually advertise your comic books on so many platforms in so many ways that it will be, be interesting how they're not able to reach many people. Social media um, communication experts abound all over the place, all right? I partner with one, and we do social media uh, communications for a lot of people. It's amazing how little people understand about social media posts and how to maximize it to publicize your event or your publication or activities. But social media alone can get you all the readers that you need. One of the core things about advertising from back then is that nobody, none of the adverts have an immediate, or most of the adverts didn't have an immediate call to action. It's like, I can see an advert in the newspaper about a comic book, but I cannot buy that comic book immediately or read it right there and there. But imagine if an advert comes that I can click on and actually read the comic book right there. So I don't actually need to go and find the comic book after I've seen the advert. That's what social media offers. For every platform that you're able to post on, you can actually post a link to how people can read that title. There are various ways to reach people, okay? There are companies that offer, um, uh, SMS services, uh, uh, YouTube stuff, everything. You can have your comic, you just need to do something. Even Facebook and Instagram have services for uh, targeted advertising. You can actually target a specific set of people in a specific area for your advert. So people in those areas will see your advert. There are over 20 million people in Lagos. Like seriously, how many people do you need to read your comic before you become a household name? Like seriously. So you need to get that social media thing or other marketing things on. Best way to do it, consult people who actually do it for a league, who actually do social media marketing and publicity as their core competence. That's their own creative expression. 
Look at it that way. Okay? Um Okwelegbe, Nosa Endurance. How would you summarize your own studio? When you say summarize, what do you mean? As a what do we do? Okay. Um, this this is gonna I'm gonna tell you a short story to let you know exactly why it's important to know that no matter how great your idea is, you're still going to grow into it. It took all of um, our existence since 1990 to actually fully define exactly what we do at IC Studios. Okay? Now we have comic books was a, a major point of what we wanted to do. Illustration formed the core of that, then comic books became the priority for that. So we focused a little more attention on illustration and comic books over the years. But what we ended up doing, and which was part of our vision from day one, was that we wanted to um, get people's uh, get people communicating. We wanted to pass across information in an interesting, entertaining way. Our goal was essentially to get people to express themselves. How do we communicate this thing? We have history in Nigeria, we have potentials in Nigeria, we have secrets, we have mystery, we have jazz, we have all kinds of things, we have culture. How do we communicate these things, right? So it took a while, but ultimately, the summary of IC Studios is, we are a communications design studio. What does that simply mean? We design ways and means by which people can communicate ideas, thoughts, visions, and products and services. So we are not limited by the, the channel that we use to, to express that communication. We will use whatever is required. If your product requires comic book expression, we go that way. If it requires illustration, we go that way. Photography, we go that way. Animation, we do that. Now we even create products specifically to help our uh, clients or proposed clients and their consumers express themselves and communicate. Okay? I mean, things like creating a magazine so that advertisers can advertise in it to reach their target audience. We create magazines for specific audiences that advertisers can latch on to. Okay? So we create channels and ways and means by which you can express themselves. That's really what it is. Comics form a part of it, animation is it, illustration is there, advertising services comes up as well. It's one of the things that we do. Okay? That is ISIS News in the wrap, just call up the communication design studio. That's what we do. Okay? Alright. Shell, uh, how about you? Well done, bro. Thanks. Um, it, it's what we're trying to do. Just trying to see. Um, there's a belief here, and I, I always hold it. It's, it's core of what I do, it's the core of everything that I believe in. I believe we're all put on here, on this earth. We came here essentially to create. Create and then recreate. Again and again and again and again, till we can't do it no more. Alright? You see, we're not supposed to um, just uh, go on earth, take what we have, take what we want, use it, and then leave the earth. No. We're supposed to multiply it. Okay? So I believe in if you're not creating, then you're actually doing the earth a disservice. Simple. Alright? Now, creativity essentially does not have to hurt the, uh, hurt the earth to actually get anything done. We'll, we'll talk about that. I had an experience with um, the master builder, Demasun Woko, a while back. That was two years ago, I think. I was at the studio, his workshop, and like a friend of mine described it, the kind of place that Iron Man, Tony Stark, would totally love being because equipment all over the place in that place. You, you love being in that environment. You can create stuff. Okay? So, so think about it in that way. Um, that is why we're doing this. We want to make sure that everybody that's listening, you better be creating, you should be creating, you should create or die trying. That's the goal. All right? Um, about today, wow, about today, it's you and me today. Eh? It's like one on one. Okay. All right, let's do this. Um, most comic creators in Nigeria are finding it very heavy challenge dropping an issue every month. What solution can you profess to the, solution, uh, to the situation, sir? Okay, remember how I said that we don't have to copy the Marvel and DC model or any other model at all. That's, that's one of it. That's, that's one of it. Okay? That's one of the things that, that's there. We don't have to copy it. We don't have to actually have our comic book out every month. It doesn't need to come out every month. Alright? And then, there's this thing about a standard comic book as being uh, 22 pages. Standard, yes. But four pages is a comic book. If you're trying to tell the story and you can tell it in four pages, go ahead and tell that. Release four pages every month. For goodness sake, Comic Republic did Guardian Prime five, six pages every month. That's all. 
And Guardian Prime gained a traction and a following that I am always impressed by. I'm always impressed with, with the growth of, of that brand as it is. So you don't have to like drop the entire 22 pages monthly. In fact, before you even start, go ahead and draw 22 pages. Take your time, six months, draw it. When you have 22 pages, drop four pages every month with a new cover for each section. Write it to be four pages. It's one of the reasons why at ICS we partnered with someone who created an idea that we ended up developing into what we call a nano-comics project. Three pages of a comic book released every month. Three pages. And the stories are written to be just that. Three pages of a comic book released every month. And there are platforms right now actually willing to sell your comic book at one page per week or every two days. So it's actually possible to get your comic book out there without releasing on a monthly basis. So, break it down differently. Even if you have to do it, do you know that you can do two pages a week? Okay. Launch two pages every week for your audience. Every two weeks, just launch two pages. The story continues. Tease about the next two pages. The story continues. It doesn't have to be all the 22 pages. So you can actually do the monthly. And then, another thing, too many people are all about it must be in color. It doesn't have to be in color, bro. It doesn't have to be. The story is what's important, okay? So keep that in mind. All right. Um. Oluwa Day for Oluwa Victor. This is very eye-opening, sir. Guy, thanks, Oluwa. Uh, Oluwa Day. Oluwa Day, right? Okay. Um. I'm literally writing things down. Well, okay. Thanks for that. Well, I'm hoping. You see, that's part of the creative expression. You write it down. Boost your memory. You're able to do something about it. Now it has become practical for you. We hope that um, as we discuss more, we're able to actually. Um, grow the industry, grow ourselves, grow our environment, grow our society with the things that we create. Because that's the essence of what we do, what, what, what we do when we create. You create to ensure that the society benefits from it. We're about running truth today, okay? Okay. All right, okay. Um, somebody's trying to think about a question. Oh, that's a long one. Uh, okay, I'll probably have time to only answer this question now. Uh, comic isn't really turning in the money right now, so how do we find balance between creating comics and making money? Because I really want to create comics. So no, you mean you really want to make money? Okay? <laughs> Again, you want to create comics, but you want the comics to make money. And it can. In ways that you may not exactly expect right away. Let me tell you something. Um, for years, we produced Dark Edge, up to issue 5, and we didn't make Zero Nera. We made Zero Nera uh, as profit on it. We barely got our money back, the money we put into making. But let me tell you one other thing we got in the way. We got people interested in illustration enough to ask us to do illustrations for several books. So while we didn't get to do, to make money directly from comic books, our expressions in comic book and storytelling got us other projects. We even got to do comic books for other people. All right? Um, Kaboom, Bright and Morning Star, our first uh, stint on uh, Garden X for Italian comic books. Several comic publishers came to us to say, you know what, can you help put this comic book together? Several companies came. We got Indomitable's project on board because of that. We got to talk to Fanta. We did several things, okay? So why the illustration, your comic book will not immediately generate funds. It can give you the traction that you need, the popularity that you need to actually get money that you can use to push your comic book even further than it is. So for years, and then, let, let's be very factual about something. Marvel and DC uh, self, well, actually declared kings of the comic book industry in the world. Each of those companies went bankrupt twice. Now, if they were making enough money from their comic books, why did they go bankrupt? It's because they weren't. In fact, one of the times uh, a, a, a business partner that was actually selling Marvel toys bought into Marvel, was the one that kept Marvel afloat. All right? So it's not about the comic books. Let's understand something, and we'll expand this in the next session, perhaps, as we go on. Comic books, as they are, are not direct income generation tools. They are publicity tools for your characters and contents, so that you can use those contents, that character, to make money and generate income in other ways. Okay? Your comic books, to spread the word about your character, so that you can sell t-shirts, so that you can sell face caps, so that you can sell stickers. So you can sell animation and movies. Essentially, that's what it is. Okay? So you might want to rethink the comic model of income generation. 
I saw there are many ways to do it. I think as we talk, we'll, we'll uh, uh, delve into that later. Okay, guys, um, question coming up, but um, I don't think I can take one more. Okay, um, my executive producers are saying I can take one more. All right, um, what next is this going to be here so that I can put down a reminder, sir? Every Monday, my brother, we're here every Monday, 5 p.m. Every Monday after the Monday hustle, let's sit down, let's create. All right? Now, we are going to do this for as long as we're able to. By God's grace, we'll keep going, we'll keep flying. All right? And um, um, I want to tell you this. Creativity is life. It is the very essence of humanity. It's the only reason we're different from a lot of other creations of God. All right? It is important that we realize that while you're on earth, you must know that you should create or die trying. I'll see you guys next week. Okay? Have a great one.